Hi there, I'm Jake. Hi, I'm Krista. Uh, what do you know about DCOMs, Krista? Nothing. I watched uh, High School Musical and, and oh. Camp Rock. Oh, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> and I watched all of them. <laughs> all of them? Yeah, it was like an event in our house. <laughs> so join us for a DCOM deep dive where we're going to watch and review every single one. We watched The Jenny Project. And this week we have special guest, my sister, Shannon Hawks, the first of my family to be on, although we've had like all of Jake's siblings. So say hello, Shannon. Hello, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hi, I'm Shannon, Krista's sister. I'm a big fan of this podcast. I caught up on it last night, making sure I was up to date before talking okay, on this. Okay, okay. Excited to talk about this terrible movie with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited to have you. Welcome. I'm really sorry I had to be this one, but you know, you judged a movie by its cover. Uh, uh, and your niece. True. Second baby on the podcast, Woo! Alina Hawks. <laughs> yeah, we like babies. So I kind of uh, said this on the last podcast, but Shannon, why did you want to be on The Jenny Project? Well, we were at a family dinner and discussing your podcast, and I was jealous because so many of Jake's family had been on it. So we were going through looking at all the movie posters because, of course, I have also not really watched any DCOMs being from the same family as Krista. Exactly, except High School Musical. <laughs> and so this Jenny Project had a picture of a chimp and then sign language signs on the walls. So I was like, well... That looks fun. <laughs> that was all that went into it. Well, are you happy about your decision? <laughs> um, this movie was not up to the best standards. Okay, okay. Oh, it was incredibly poor. It was quite bad. Not as bad as Rip Girls, but pretty close. Bad. Jake. The poster just made it look so much better than it was. <laughs> <laughs> you see that monkey? Well, like, yeah. Growing up, we watched quite a few animal movies that we loved. We watched this one. Oh, it's it's pretty famous, but it was about these geese that imprinted oh, yeah. on a girl and she mm -hmm. flies like a glider. To uh, fly Away Home. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then we watched Summer of the Monkeys. We were big fans of, oh... What's the one where they all find their way? Like the Homeward cat, Bound. The Homeward Bound. So, like... I could see why you would think maybe this is a good animal movie. Unfortunately, it does not fall in the same category as Homeward Bound. I think I always put this movie more in the category of like ape movie uh, because <laughs> there was just a ton. There was no, there was a ton of ape movies at the time. Okay. You had MVP, most valuable primate. You had MVP two. And then the third one, MXP, most extreme primate. And is that the one with the chimp on the skateboard yes! poster? Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That triggered something. And for then me. don't forget Dunstan checks in. I've about never heard of any of these, the, Jake. The ape at the hotel. <laughs> so it's its own thing. They're like people, but they aren't. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, Jake, do you have any memories of this movie? Okay, I remember the trailer and they talked about, and I found it, you can find the promo, where they're talking about working with the chimpanzee and how cool it is. And I knew who Alex D. Lenz was. He plays the lead because he's in Home Alone 3 and we had that yeah. VHS and watched it a thousand times. And so I had an idea and I was pumped about seeing it. But dude, this one premiered and disappeared. 
I missed that premiere weekend, and I'm not kidding. It was almost on never, ever again. Yeah. It was done. Yeah. Well, I can see why. Uh <laughs> so I always rank these movies on a scale of one to ten of how frequently they are played. And one is the Jenny Project. So this is one. This yep. is the least played decom by far. Another great reason for me to be here. True. It's a, <laughs> this is a special one. And it's also another one that's not on Disney Plus. We had to find it a different way. And so. I tried to find it for years. Mm -hmm. For years I tried to I mean, I tried to pirate this movie. I tried <laughs> to buy <laughs> this movie. I, I didn't, I don't pirate anymore. Okay. okay this was okay. back in my piracy days. Yeah. But legitimately, I was like in high school trying to pirate this Disney Channel movie because so I knew you, I hadn't seen you it. You can finally watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can buy it now. That's the way you can get a hold of it. You can buy it on YouTube and Amazon. And yeah. Aren't you glad that you never watched it in high school? So you only had to watch it once in your life? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yes. Well, the, oh. this movie, we're going in chronological order. So we are at July 13th of 2000 is when this premiered. And Shannon, our special guest, is going to do our plot summary. Okay. So basically, <laughs> there's this dad and his family. He arrives home from Africa after being over there for a while with a chimpanzee which he wants to keep at home, and they end up doing what he wants. And then through miscellaneous drama, <laughs> they get the chimp taken away from them, and then they get it back, and then they take it back to Africa. The end. Okay. Yeah, that's it. And there's a doctor trying to teach the chimps. Oh, yes. Which we kind of already talked about that a little bit. Oh, and the family is not healthy at all. Dad is a piece of garbage. <laughs> he is, wow. He is something. He's, if you did the things that he did to me, I would be so mad. Yeah. So mad at you. Yeah. The wife was mad the whole movie, and I get why. Yeah. Like, yeah, she should have been mad. Well, before we get into talking about it, let's discuss the fashion, ah. shall we? <laughs> um, I think most of my favorite fashion came from the younger sister, mm -hmm. Sarah. She had heavy bangage which i had as a kid where they were i don't know if bangage is a word i should say ah, but you're good. <laughs> she had very heavy bangs um which i also had around this time actually um because i graduated kindergarten in 1999 so around 2000 i had these heavy bangs she had her hair in a half up side ponytail in a twist. Just like that one machine thing exactly. that we had to twist our hair with, which I believe you talked about in a prior episode. Yes. But yes. I was excited to see that. <laughs> yeah, you, you would put it in these two little arms and it would twist your hair for you. And we got our hair in such tangles from that thing, like if we accidentally did it wrong. Wait, but you guys had that? Yeah. It was, well, on, it was on every commercial, every yeah. 100 commercial. What was that called? I don't know. I don't know. But we did use it again when we were older, probably. Oh, I think we were in college. Maybe Brianna was still in high school. But I remember using it to give Brianna a unicorn horn because her hair was really short then. And well, uh, it's pretty funny. The crazy, the crazy thing about it is, is it, it goes really fast. It did on the commercial. And I'm like, that made it worse. If you accidentally got it on there wrong, it would tangle fast. So I wish it would have. But I don't think hers used that machine. I think hers was just hand done because it was a thicker strand and it only really yeah. worked with thin strands. But 
Well, you know the the actress who played Sarah is like four months younger than you are. Really? Well, yeah, that four makes or five, sense. four or five months. We have yeah. the same bangs. Yeah. All right. Um, some horizontal stripes on the shirt. Um, t-shirt with rolled up button up. Sorry, rolled up sleeves that with this unbuttoned shirt. Um, side pony with the scrunchie. Also, those pigtails with the little balls that you would like tie, like twist together the little ball. Yeah. Um, really, really baggy clothes for the guy with baggy pants, baggy shirt, everything super baggy. The the shirt like went down almost to his knees. It felt like yeah. well, my mom kind of dressed like that too. Yeah. Yeah. True. This is how people were meant to dress. <laughs> the Gen Z hey, has it right. It's coming back. Yeah. You persist in being, uh, look at your pants right now. They're those skinny jeans. These were on sale. <laughs> You know, that's the only reason I bought these. This was bought hey, in unclean baggage. But you've been complaining about the baggy clothes. Just buy some. There aren't that many for me. Okay. It's okay. a tough game at my height, guys. <laughs> I want the baggy clothes, okay? It's always what I wanted. Well, the trainer that's teaching the monkey sign language, uh, she has Pam glasses with the rim on top and not the bottom. It was this cool trend where it's the rimless bottom of the glasses. Uh, I don't think it's cool anymore. Uh, she also had really shiny lip gloss, which again, I've talked about. That's not so much a thing anymore. Um, the little girl had embroidered long sleeve shirt and then also a shirt that was long sleeve that had a butterfly in the center. And it reminded me of stuff we had. Oh, yeah. That we had some that were it's just like one picture in the middle of the shirt, long sleeve shirt. It just I know it's it seems so specific, but it was a thing. <laughs> um. Lava lamp in there. Uh, the mom had a clip with like just strands of hair falling in her face. The dad wore khaki pants with a brown jacket and Pam wore a scarf over her turtleneck, which and it was that certain kind of scarf, that like silk scarf thing that people don't wear so much anymore. And that's about it. Any technology? Uh, just a CRT monitor uh, for um like a, you know, the old fat monitors you had for computers. Yeah, it was one of those, and speakers. Well, I mean, there who was has also the video camera. It I was walked just out like of a, the room for that. <laughs> there was a video camera that was definitely for VHSs that I loved seeing that. I just want you all to know, like, when a movie's bad, I don't mind stepping out of the room and just like grabbing water and like I can hear it from the other room. Like, I'm like at this point, you missed technology because of. This. Yeah, it was a joy and a pleasure to miss this movie, as I've made clear. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. Um, it opens with the most sentimental, cheesy piano music on the face of the earth. And it's never going to stop. Ever. It plays like the first 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> 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 Just like, I don't know. Imagine like those happy little ditties you hear. Or, I don't know, it was kind of sad, too. Yeah, it was melancholy. That's why I called it sentimental. Yeah, sentimental's right. You hear at the intro of a movie, and it's usually like 30 seconds. Yeah. Especially at these movies. But no, it's like 10 minutes. Well, Shannon, what did you say when it first opened? You said it sounded like... Uh, it sounded like the beginning of high school musical music when they're it's zooming in saying Disney Channel production, like onto the snow slope at the beginning of that. But then, like... 
five seconds in, I'm like, oh, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it does change yeah, quicker yeah. in High School Musical. But I, as yeah. soon as you said that, I agreed. I was like... Yeah. It's just the classic Disney Channel opening, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like just a really generic opening. <laughs> like, there's nothing special about it. And we've heard enough of Phil Marshall's music to know... Dude can put out whatever he wants. Is this Phil Marshall? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I Phil Marshall we've liked oh, until now. I I like him. I think it's a good piece. Again, it's just a bad uh, movie. I don't think it was good. It's I all about it was how so cheesy. It's all about how you use it. Yeah. You know. That's true. That's true. Well, the very first scene, basically, the dad comes in and he has a chimp. We don't even establish that the dad has been gone a long time. He just shows up and he has a chimp in a diaper. And um, and like everyone's surprised he's back because he's been gone for so long. Eight months in Africa doing some sort of research and he was supposed to be gone for three. Yeah, the, the mom pulls him aside. It was like, you said three months and it was eight. And she said, after the first few letters, I just started throwing them away. And who comes home after being gone that long without announcing and just says, I wanted to surprise you and expects them to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And brings an ape. <laughs> yeah. And then expects them to be happy about it. No, like, it's cool. I got a monkey. Well, and then he says he's doing the most important work of his life. And the implication, of course, well, not even implied. She says it. She's like. Well, basically, you haven't been around. These kids are important. Hello. <laughs> and he tells a story about the villagers that call her Jenny Quasse. I don't know what that means, but it says little one who makes her look big. Okay, I know what it means. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Boy, yeah. I got horribly you. misspoke. <laughs> and a poacher shot Jenny's mom uh, right as she was about to give birth. And bam, Jenny's mom died and Jenny was born. Well, so they show this scene that you just described in Africa. And Shannon and I went to Africa when we were, um, I was going into sixth grade, I think. Yeah, I was, it was the summer before my fourth grade year. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think about how they portrayed Africa? We went to Central Africa, specifically the countries Burundi and Rwanda. And then this movie was supposed to, the <coughs> Africa scene the Africa scene was supposed to take place in, you said, the Republic of Congo. Yeah. And so that's all in a similar region. Like, it all surrounds um, one of the big lakes. Is it Lake Tanganyika, yeah, I believe? Yeah. And so we were in the area that this was supposed to be in. I mean, I'm not sure... We went in 2004, so it would have been about the same year That's this true. took place in. Just a few years later, actually. But, you we know. could have ran into him. <laughs> so we went in Rwanda. They are known for their gorilla populations. Right. Because it's all, in that region, it's rainforesty. It's not like desert or savanna, right? Mm -hmm. So it is very tree-like, which I kind of liked because they, I'm sure they didn't go to Africa in the set, but they had a jungle atmosphere and sometimes people are just like oh let's portray africa let's put every animal that's possible even if it's in the wrong region so i i yeah. did appreciate that it seemed like they tried yeah you know? i mean it was very tropical like you said which that region would be near the ear equator which mm -hmm. makes sense yeah. i thought it was california with a tent popped up 
probably well, was. Probably was. But... <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but I mean, at least they tried, right? Yeah, they didn't just do that classic Savannah look. Is it Savannah? What am I looking? Serengeti. I mean, like I the plane. Savannah. I'm sorry, the Serengeti. <laughs> I think that people will know one fact about a place, and then they'll just think it's all like that when. And even if you know that, because I like with the South, I'll be like, oh, maybe the South is like this. And you living in the South have much more like subtleties than I could understand. Yeah. Uh, We meet Frank, the mailman, really early, who apparently is going to be a major player in this movie for some reason. It just. I know that was one of the best parts. That was the best. part. Frank was amazing. He was really funny and a good actor. And most of these actors were bad. Yeah. And we've seen the dad before. Yeah, he was all right. The dad was in Stepsister from Planet Weird. And he, I loved him in that movie. Yeah, where he's the weird alien, yeah. literally an alien stepdad. He was like zany and fun and hilarious. And in this movie, he was just like, just like plain, like not. Nothing but not special. even like worse than plain because he wasn't even ever likable. True. Even at the end, you're kind of like, I don't really like you. And you're still yeah. a jerk to your family. Yeah. Well, part of the problem with this movie is it feels like, I mean, it's an hour and 16 minutes, which is remarkably short for even a decom. True. Right? So it just felt like a lot of random things pieced together that they were trying to make one narrative and it didn't fit. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like dad subplot, mailman subplot, chimpanzee subplot. It didn't, it just felt like so jumpy between the three. It yeah. was like, we're talking about the dead. We're talking about the monkey. We're talking about Frank. These things weren't necessarily related. Some of them were. I think that by the end, they sometimes came back around to them. Yeah, they like, did. Like, they explained it. But yeah, it did feel like maybe like vignettes. Like, yes. this little vignette, That's this exactly, little vignette. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, uh, it did get better. It really did improve by the end, I think. It got less choppy. Uh-huh. Really quickly, after the dad has come back, they're all eating at the table. And the chimp is eating at the table. Everybody's eating at the table because she thinks she's human. And immediately, the dad starts getting onto the sun for his grades and is like, if you want to go to Harvard or Princeton, you got to start now. I was a sophomore in high school at your age. And like, right, right. And so I'm like, what? What is this? And then even the mom's like, you haven't been like you haven't been around. And he's kind of later on, I think Andrew is the son says, like, you didn't care about my grades when you were gone or he says it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was crazy. No, the son is a, a really good actor. He's really, really put off by his dad, but not in a way where it's like, oh, oh. Oh, you didn't care when I was in Africa. He just kind of like mumbles it and saunters off. Yeah, like, which is like a kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really good. If you're going to be disrespectful, you mumble it and then walk out of the room. Yeah. No one has the guts as a kid to yell back. <laughs> At least I, I did. I remember, I mean, you. I don't know how much y'all experienced this, uh, but being the second of four, uh, you know, you watch your younger siblings make the dumbest mistakes, right? <laughs> Surely y'all saw some of that where you're like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I mean, being in the middle of three, it wasn't like Brianna wasn't that much younger than me. Oh, so. gotcha. Dude, mm-hmm. I watched 
Ivy and Nate, both of them, just like, no, don't, don't yell. Oh, okay. I'm leaving. You're going to get think, more trouble. I think that you were, sometimes I think you were a little smarter with, than us <laughs> and the way you dealt with your parents because I would just like, I was, I could be baited, not baited, but like, I would just rise to the fight. I just always would. <laughs> What about you? I don't remember fighting with my parents, really. I'd oh, probably yeah. just leave the room and hide in my bedroom because I was kind of a recluse type. <laughs> like, if I was mad, I would just leave. So do you think you would do what Andrew did? Or you'd yeah, like... I'd be more like him, just mumble and walk away. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was just wild because it felt like the dad the whole time was so clueless to how he hurt his family. And never really figured it out. No. I th- I think he was supposed to. I feel like this movie was missing a few scenes. It felt that like, way. Like those scenes, whatever they were, just were so bad they had to throw them out. <laughs> like maybe the monkey just kept pooping on the floor and they're like, you know what? We can't do we the scene up. where he figures <laughs> it out. Okay, but what what's the scene where he goes and talks to Andrew in the the room? Yeah, in his bedroom. Yeah. Okay. So what does he say there? Because I remember being like, "What? What?" <laughs> well, they were talking about uh, what was the situation, dude. I don't about even I think they were. It. Was that after she had started training? Oh yes, they went to the movie theater because. Oh. Andrew took Jenny to the movie theater because they were tired of all the studying and rigorous testing for the research study. And then they come home hand in hand after having a great time sharing popcorn and having fun at the movie. Watching Tarzan. (laughs) And then, of course, Pam and the dad, Hugo, are upset. And Andrew's like, Jenny doesn't like studying or doing yeah, the research yeah. and so then he stomps off his to his room and the dad comes in after that and they're just talking and then it's not going well and the dad's like well if you're not mature enough to talk to me then i'm leaving <laughs> something so like that ridiculous he says i'm not going to spend my time talking to someone who's not mature enough to listen yeah i wrote a 12 year old yeah like it oh was just my goodness. So, you're gonna call your son immature when you're the jerk well, and so he does, the son does sign something and Pam sees it and she's like, your son doesn't like you very much because he signed oh, something right. inappropriate. And so that's why he goes up and talks. Yeah. What if they hid like the F word in this I movie? know. I was wondering like, dude, did they? Because yeah. nobody would know. I mean, just a few, what, the deaf population is, is not that big. It's true. It's so true. it's like one percent of you know no, America's but... watching. Like, oh, oh snap! Oh, Andrew. Well, isn't don't we all know the sign for the F word? I don't think he did that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess that is the sign. I think that the sign language looked pretty good throughout. I think they were doing real sign language. I think so. I don't know sign language, but it looked. I mean, it looked at real. least looked good. Um. Oh, and the montages. They just kept doing montages. Like, they were oh, bad man. montages. Monkey doesn't fit in. Let's put in some re- reggae. <laughs> oh, man. Monkey goes to the movies. Oh, man. We love the monkey now. Uh-oh. Monkey's causing problems again. Another we montage. We hate the monkey. It's just... It, ah, I, I love a good montage, okay? When you but watch not the, a bad montage. <laughs> just a good montage makes you feel so... The intro to Up, right? That's a montage. 
True. True. Mm-hmm. Right? And it sets up so much. You're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the greatest movie I'm weeping movie ever. after however many minutes that is. And you don't know anything. Right. And yet you know everything. Right. Right? This movie was just like, let's have fun with the monkey. <laughs> so another thing the dad does without talking to anybody, especially his wife, is he just starts making a treehouse in the backyard because he decides that Jenny can't live in the house. At 8 p.m. And he's like, <laughs> he's got the frame. He's got like a lot built and the whole family is like, what are you doing? And I'll come out and it's like, dude, he's probably been out there for hours. <laughs> yeah. How have you missed this? <laughs> True. I didn't even think about that. There was a lot of like family shows up all at once in a scene. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, this is not how this would go. And you guys would have heard this a long time ago. That's true. When they find him building the treehouse, Andrew was like, dad's eating too many grasshoppers. <laughs> well, he talks about eating grasshoppers in Africa and yeah. stuff. And Oh man. Yeah, I was I was just so mad at the dad throughout because he's clearly making everyone angry, especially his wife, and he doesn't talk to her and he makes decisions without her. And that is like relationship 101. Like, don't make decisions without your spouse. Well, this is why he's (laughs) such a good actor, because you're mad at him. Yeah, but I never get unmad at him. No, no, you don't. (laughs) And uh, do you realize their names are Hugo and Leah Archibald? Do you realize there's probably nobody in America? I'm looking this up. <laughs> okay, there are 23 Hugo Archibalds in America. Okay, thank you for that. Jake. So there's probably only one Hugo and Leah, if any. Sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Throughout the movie, I think what they're trying to do is make the mom warm up to the monkey or champ. She's a champ. But like, it doesn't work for me. By the end, she suddenly kind of likes her, but like, that monkey is terrible to the mom. She trashes the kitchen and then he just leaves. The dad leaves for work. And then, you know, because his wife isn't important. <laughs> and then like she, um, Jenny throws eggs at her and she puts her in the basement. And then suddenly Jenny signs to her And she's like, oh, I love her now. I will give her a hug. Well, she was the first one to get signed to. Yeah. And, you know, the whole family, they had just done a montage of trying to get her to sign, I believe. True. Without success. (laughs) The mom is the worst actor in the whole movie. She really was. There's this one part where she gets in an argument with Hugo. She's like, I'm your wife. You need to tell me things. It's like, oh, dude. (laughs) The way she phrases things is if like a middle schooler was playing a mom in a like a play. So but that's all the dialogue in this movie. But like but Jenny signs her name and like the mom is like, I suddenly love Jenny now. Yeah. It was it doesn't make sense. You sign your name to me. I still am mad at you because you threw egg in my hair. And she's like, oh, you need a hug. I'm definitely exaggerating, but Well, another thing that I hated that she did is, so she puts Jenny in a dress. I'm indifferent to that. And Pam is like, she looks moronic in that dress. Pam is the trainer, by the way, if we haven't said that. And the mom just like waits too long after that. And then is like, how dare you talk to me like that? She went from like zero to a hundred in like zero seconds. In one montage. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't you guys think that was... Oh, 100%. It was so awkward. Like, she's so mad. Well, they, like, cut scenes, and it was, like, paused 
awkwardly yes. before she came in. Yes. Yeah. And then the mom is like, like mad. She's my. And then Pam's like, she's your what? Daughter? And. Awkward pause again. Yeah. And then nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But the mom does teach the chimp to use the regular toilet, I believe. Yeah. In one of the montages. That's she just true. points to the bathroom and the monkey gets it. Oh, yeah, I, I know what how to use the bathroom. Thanks for pointing. Yeah. I I want to know. I know chimps are really smart, but they're smart for animals. They aren't humans. Like. I did look up. All right. How many signs can a chimp realistically learn and how well? And it said on they can learn like 300 words. Oh, wow. So pretty That's good. That's more than I thought. And it's generally accepted that apes can learn sign language. But grammar, syntax, and... um. Like true understanding of each word, you can't be 100% sure of. It talked about how they taught one chimp the word for cookie and they applied that word to any sweet food, mm. which is still like, okay, you, you got an idea. You got something out of that. Yeah. 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 So my mother-in-law, Joni, uh, did a research study with chimps in her grad school oh, cool. um, here at the Sedgwick County Zoo. And um, so she was studying two pregnant chimps and got to be there for their births and studied the behavior of the pack and adjusting to that. But the zookeepers let her interact with the alpha male marbles because um, he used to be a pet and then was donated to the zoo. And so she was telling me a bunch of stories about her interactions with him after the study because he remembered her. Oh. And um, so his whole life, which he's passed away several years ago now, but every time she'd go to the zoo, he she'd like yell his name and he'd be on the top of the platform because he's the alpha and he'd look up and see her. And Aww. sometimes when she was there, he'd like greet her, like be super excited and then jump at the glass at her in a greeting and stuff like that. And she was allowed in the back sometimes wow. and got to like hold his hand a few times, which you had to be, of course, very careful with mm -hmm. that. Um, because he is still a wild animal. Right. But, um, like, he'd look through her purse, and that would get him very excited. And, um, like, sometimes Joni would be at the zoo. For one instance, she was there, and a family came up with, um, she said, a special needs girl who had a brown paper sack. And Joni went up to them, which is my mother-in-law, um, said open the sack to him and so they did and he interacted with them because they'd take it on and he'd be super interested in Aww. all the new objects and stuff like that so um, you know it was pretty fun and he began to recognize like Coulter my husband and his brother when they visited so you know chimps can know people and Joni was like he definitely was communicating with me in his own way with the excitement he showed when I yeah. showed up and he'd sit with me and just chill and um, look at things so it was pretty cool. That is so interesting. Well, I, I might as well talk about the real actors now and just uh, oh, use that it. as a segue. Yeah. <laughs> so Ginny was played by two chimps, uh, Bella and Ellie. So like this part of the movie is so interesting. I wish the movie was better because like... Yeah, I wish the movie was just about teaching the chimps sign language yeah. with the family, but without all the family drama and just... <laughs> yeah. The weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, it could have been so good because like I love animal movies. Like, um, these two chimps, Bella and Ellie, were about four years old. 
Um, using two, I mean, you do this with babies too, like use twins or whatever, but by using two to play one character, they had plenty of rest. They weren't tired by the work schedule. It also allowed the two chimps to like help in eating scenes. So like one chimp wouldn't get too full, which I would have never thought about. Um, Two trainers worked with each chimp during the filming to place and cue the animals and be positioned in close proximity for reassurance and safety. When the chimps needed to focus on a prop, a treat was placed inside the prop, um, which riveted the chimps' attention. So I thought that was interesting. And then they said the training involves patterning, which is the repetition of actions and rewards until the behavior is a learned response. Kind of like dogs. Yeah, true, true. And basically, they liked mimicking the trainers, and they would copy the hand signs that the trainers demonstrated. So that's how they kind of learned some of the hand positions that were sign language. Um, All of the actors, and especially the children, had time in pre-production to assimilate with working with chimps and for the chimps to establish a comfortable relationship with the actors. So the trainers slowly had the children and chimps sent together, hold hands, and eventually walk together and use sign language. And then eventually later they were taught to hold the chimp walk together and interact throughout the film that's pretty cool yeah, yeah like there, there are some technical parts about this movie that are really impressive yeah like there's this one scene where andrew and the chimp are like looking back and forth yeah. at each other and it, it's just really well done so there are moments of this is why it's not a rip girls there is some good in there yeah, there's there is. no good in rip girls <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, f- I feel bad talking so bad about kids' movies. Speaking of good parts of this movie, we have not talked about the mailman enough. <laughs> I totally agree. Mailman, 10 out of 10. He was so funny. Well, he's um, so he's the guy that plays uh, Sully. Or Scully. Scully. Sorry. Scully. Yeah. Scully on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So we all know he's a good actor. Yeah, Joel <laughs> McKinnon Miller. What did you want to say about him? Well, just the whole scene where, so the, the chimp, sorry, not monkey, um, steals mail from a bunch of people and the mailman, just these people come at him and are like, where's our mail? Where's my catalog? And and then he's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And so then he follows the mail tattered trail up to the chimp's tree house. And then the chimp runs from him and steals the car the postal car and then is driving it down the street running into trash cans runs into a fire hydrant all with frank the mailman chasing him it's and so it's good. just it's, it's super comic, right? yeah well, and the reason he does that is because jenny sees that andrew has ripped up mail because it's saying that his dad got the grant money to go back to africa and he doesn't want him to so that's like why it happened. She understands he's upset and he, she thinks it's Frank's fault. Uh, but you're right. It is super funny. Although I I did want to say the postman will show up and he'll just have these ridiculous one-liners. He tells Andrew, it must be tough being without your dad. So much so. And maybe you should find some friends of your own species. And then later he tells the dad, he's like, Man, with a woman like your wife around, I can't understand why you keep leaving. And I'm like, stay in your lane, bro. Well, his his dialogue was clunkier than that. I mean, just yeah, to show yeah, you how yeah. clunky the dialogue was. And again, the actor did a great delivery, so it made it funny. But he said, must be hard to leave someone as attractive as Miss Archibald for such long periods. 
Like, it's just that sentence is so, so cringe. Yeah. Awkward. It's so awkward. And like, what? What are you supposed to say back to that? Like, are you into my wife? Like, you know, like banging the mailman. That's a like. <laughs> Sorry, you can take that. Don't out. your grandparents listen to this? You can take that. <laughs> I would keep it. I don't care. Okay, but. I mean, it's like a trope, and and the dad is just like, oh. Like, I thought it was the milkman was maybe the it trope. Is, maybe it is. But maybe, I don't know, like, we haven't had a milkman in forever. True. Yeah, I think that trope shows up in the musical Chicago. Is it the milkman? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> and the, you know, like, he had it coming song. Oh, really? So, I don't remember that well, but. <laughs> they take the chimp to a human hospital which it's perfect you're here again Shannon because you're a you're a nurse like what what put me through what would happen in your mind if you saw a human walking with a chimp that you thought like they were like treat this chimp please well if I was that receptionist I'd be like I see that you're concerned about your chimp's health let me refer you to a vet or exactly. have you google it on your cell phone or whatever <laughs> anything like that i don't think it would go like it did in the scene where they're like no take that animal out of here and then all of it, he, then they sit in the waiting room and the chimp starts signing to a deaf kid that happens to be in the waiting room and then the receptionist is all of a sudden like oh let's treat him i mean her yeah. <laughs> Well, and also the deaf person just comes up and like starts signing to the chimp, just yeah. assuming the chimp can understand him. Oh, he saw Andrew. Oh, okay. and- yeah. But still, what are the odds of a deaf? Like, really, they aren't that common. It's it's I don't know. Maybe I, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> no. And the nurse is wearing or the receptionist. She's wearing like some 1950s nurse outfit with the hat and everything. So that is what nurses still wear for their graduation photos. And oh, that's really? it. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know that. It's the only time you see that nurse hat she and white. Nurse, so. We said that. Yeah, oh, and okay. white gown outfit. That. Now I do work with some nurses that worked in that era, but we just wear normal scrubs now. Well, there were some people in scrubs. It was just like this yeah, one just this. had to wear the stereotypical like. Yeah, so that the kids would know. True. This true. is a nurse. We're at a hospital, kids. But like. Do you think it would transfer to like be able to treat a chimp? I mean, setting a bone setting. A yeah, bone okay. kind of, but not really because their anatomy is probably slightly different. At least I believe that's why they went to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like just like an animal reacts differently to pain than humans do. Yeah. Like you can't talk to them in the same way. Well, I mean, a kid doesn't yeah, understand true, true. pain the same way as an adult. And they're in San Diego. I just Googled San Diego Animal Hospital. There's m- many. <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. go to an animal hospital, bro. He would have thought of that. Yeah, he has a PhD. He clearly studies like, animals or antiquities. I wasn't sure. He studied natural history. Oh, okay. So So he just happened to rescue the chimp. Yeah. So it's very, it's just that whole scene was very confusing. But even more confusing for me, I never saw this coming, is, well, his name is Frank, the mailman. He sues. (laughs) The monkey? He sues the chimp. And I was like, what? What? (laughs) 
And the chimp is legitimately on trial. Yes. Which I looked this up. PETA tried to do this. Uh, they tried to sue on behalf of a chimp in 2015 and it fell apart because they said animals don't have like normal rights. Yeah. I mean, there's animal rights. I care about animals. I want them to be but able not to take human care rights. Of, but you can't sue a chimp. No, you can't. I never thought this movie would go there. <laughs> yeah. And she says really early on, she's like, all right, so this monkey is on trial for. Uh, what is it? It's bodily, bodily harm, endangerment. And then like federal tampering with um, male. male. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, well, what under the law, found guilty. The animal would have to be destroyed. That's what the that's the word for word. What the judge says. Again, clunky dialogue. Who says the animal would have to be destroyed? And she was like, those are serious charges. The uh, animal would have to be destroyed. Uh, <laughs> it's horrible. And it then really they make is. the monkey swear on the Bible. <laughs> That's just funny. <laughs> that is funny. Do you think that Jesus died for that ape yeah. sins? So the ape could swear, swear on, the on the Bible. I don't know that the ape is able to sin because of the true, true. capacity of their brain development. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And the Imago Dei. Come on. True. I didn't know we would be talking about theology here, but... Uh... I just wanted to say Imago Dei. It's, <laughs> I just wanted to sound pretentious. It means image of God. Yeah. Which, yeah. So it finally, um, Andrew signs, and they do bring in a sign language interpreter, which was very, um, you know, her rights to have an interpreter. (laughs) But Andrew's the one that figures out that she tried to hurt Frank because Frank hurt Andrew. And so then the judge is like, well, let's take a recess. Well, Frank didn't hurt Andrew. Frank delivered the letter that hurt his feelings. Right. right, but that's how she translated it. Yeah, the monkey yeah. says Frank hurt Andrew when you find out she meant male. Yeah. So then the mom takes the kids back to school. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a fun court case, kids. <laughs> and um, basically, they they decide, like, Pam offers to take Jenny and take her to this research thing where she's been wanting to take her the whole time, even offered $70,000 for that chimp. Yeah. I have never seen that kind of money in my life. Would you take the money? I mean, Jenny's part of the family, Krista. True. We can't just sell her for money. What is she? Your daughter? Awkward silence. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, what did she say earlier? Um, I don't want Jenny staying with a housewife with two undisciplined children. Yeah, she's so mean to the family. She really is. She Shannon, really Shannon, about this time, you started saying, I'm team Pam. <laughs> yeah. Why were you team Pam? I was too. She clearly was the better caretaker for the chimp. <laughs> yeah, she had the facilities. What? She had the proper training to know what chimps need versus just being treated as a human, i.e. diet. Right. Activities that are appropriate for a chimp. Yes, and not humans. Yes. Animals should not be treated as humans. <laughs> No. Well, and when when you see the center she's bringing her, because she takes them in a cage and it's supposed to be like, oh, my gosh, she's in a cage. But once they get there, she's in this very nice room. She's Mm -hmm. sleeping in a bed like I don't know that chimps sleep like fake trees. And And she has all this stuff for like her enrichment and stuff. So. Yeah, it seemed like she would have had a really great life with Pam. And Andrew gets home, and I think he yells Jenny more than Forrest Gump, you know? (laughs) 
<laughs> like that's the joke of the he, podcast. He yells Jenny so many times in this movie, and then in the scene, Jenny, Jenny, I gotta tell Jenny I got my grades up. That's literally what he wants to do. <laughs> and they find that Jenny's gone. He's like, "Well, I'm out," and hops on his bike and disappears. And his parents don't follow him. They could have caught him like in less yes. than a minute. And they just are like, well, he's gone. <laughs> oh, no. What should we do? And then it fades. And mom's on the phone at night. And she goes, what do you mean I can't file Mr. Person's report? Because it's only been five hours. He's 12. <laughs> like, dude, oh, my gosh. So, y'all are the dumbest parents. And they don't know where he is. Hours. He He's gone for five hours. I don't know if, like, that transition was supposed to imply he had been riding his bike for five hours. Or if it's just, like, meanwhile... I don't know, because then it shows that he's gone to the Tanachi Center or whatever it's called. Yeah, to go get Jenny. I think, I think it was more of a meanwhile yeah, because okay. he falls asleep. They end up falling asleep before they're found. Yeah. So yeah. And like, how did they not know where he was going? The sister has to explain and they're like, of course. It's like, dude, that how's that not the well, first place? I would place have assumed that he knew where that center was, I guess. Like, sure. It's but San Diego. It's he's big. clearly going after her. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I mean, one time I decided I was going to run away because I was mad for some reason. And we were at our grandparents' house in Wichita. And I literally ran to the end of the block. And I just was like, well, I guess I should go back. <laughs> I don't really know what to do from here. I made it to my limit. <laughs> so I guess that's what I was thinking is like, I mean, assumed as a parent, I'd be like, oh, they probably, they're like mad. They're going to run away for a little bit. Maybe they'll come back. I wouldn't. I don't know that I would have assumed they were going to Jenny, but I guess you did. That was also an old school parent thing, I guess, or a Gen X parent thing to do, because that's what my parents did. What? Every time one of us threatened to run away, they opened the door and said, go ahead, <laughs> and like just called our bluff. And I'm sure they would have let us go as far as we wanted and just like watched, yeah. you know, like secretly. Well, I think one time I had I had seen some picture or movie of like, you know, like the hobo picture where they'd put like this little bag on a stick. Yeah. And so I think I had fashioned one of those. I think I tried to run away more than once. (laughs) And this time I had fashioned one and I had it. I'm like, all right, parents, I'm off. (laughs) I I feel like it was on the back of, you know, those like push sticks with like animals on the the little duck one we had and we turned it backwards and I'm sure I did this too (laughs) and then tied the sack on probably with like a piece of bread in it and an apple it would be my assumption (laughs) I'm out I'm cutting it on my own me and my apple we're going places (laughs) that's exactly what Alex does I'm cutting it out on my own no he breaks in oh sorry Alex is the actor's name he breaks in he breaks into the monkey's habitat thing and just falls asleep with Jenny because he realizes he's locked in. And well, he climbs one fence and then the door is unlocked and he walks in, but then it locks when he shuts it. So, like, he walks into this this scientific lab that is open. With guards. Yeah. But no locks. So ridiculous. And when he uh, falls asleep with Jenny, I love that Dr. Prentice, a.k.a. Pam, finds him and is like, <sighs> I just kind of... Like, shakes her head like, oh, that boy. And and then the family gets them back because the boy loves him so much. Yeah, but obviously she bit. thinks they're terribly disciplined and has bashed the parents multiple times. So I don't know why she's like, okay, he must really love him. She already knew that. Yeah, and she, well, she they all just let him <laughs> sleep there. Yeah. 
They're like, it's fine. Let him sleep with the daggum monkey. I know she's not a monkey, by the way. I think it's funny to call her a monkey. <laughs> like mon- is monkey is a funnier word. Monkey is a funny That's word. That's why I keep saying monkey. Chimpanzee is not a unfunny word, though. No. Gorilla, funny word. Ape, less, uh, funny. less funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think what we're trying to say is monkey funniest word, chimp a little less funny. And then ape then at the bottom. Well, you, yes. actually, you have to say the full chimpanzee. Chimpanzee is funnier. It's too long. That's it's true. too long. Monkey true. is the perfect length for a comic word. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've settled that. <laughs> so basically, yes, Pam sees them sleeping together. Jenny gets to go home, but dad decides he's going back to Africa to return Jenny, and he asks the whole family to come with him this time. Has he learned his lesson? Yeah, he brought the family. Do you like him? A little. No. <laughs> a little. I mean, he's a he's a bad dad because he's an idiot. <laughs> Not because he's abusive or mean. True, true. Right? It's just like, bro, you are so dumb. Kind of You're absent, really dumb, though. for real. Yeah. Until the end, and then he takes them to Africa. Well, he's hanging out with the kids while he's there. He's trying while he's there. It's just, by then, you're already done with him. Yeah. I was. Well, and it is interesting because I think we've talked about this before in the podcast where, like, some people... They're so smart in one way and they're so dumb in another way. And I think he is kind of just clueless to how his family actually feels and how frustrated they are because he's like, oh, I'm doing this great work. And they take Jenny to Africa and they're like, tell, just tell them what you called. Tell the story. Okay. So basically, right by the end, you know, we've had a lot of like um, freeze frames frames where they, yeah, it just plays. And I start going, you know what, I bet this is going to end with a freeze frame on Jenny's face just looking at the camera. And what happens is Jenny starts slow motion walking away to see these other chimps that are in her family group. And dad is like holding back Andrew and she's like slow motioning. And then it starts zooming in on her face and it does it multiple times, but it actually didn't end with her being the final shot but it was pretty close i was very proud (laughs) it shows her walking back to the family but like it was one of the longest (laughs) back and forth slow-mos i've ever seen like alex and dad jenny alex and dad jenny alex and dad it was like i I felt like three minutes of this yeah and i was gonna die i was like in the movie well, and it just doesn't seem very wise to return an animal that's been somewhat domesticated, not domesticated, but like around humans to go live in the wild. Well, they said they found her family. Yeah. It was her know. family group. Yeah. yeah. She had never met them before. Exactly. <laughs> she had it. You're right. Because she was born in the tent and only saw humans. Yeah. And like, okay. So I've thought about this a lot. You hear every few years, it's like lady with chimp has face ripped off. Right? Yes. Every few years you hear this because somebody sees a movie like this is like, oh, Mm, cute chimp. I want one. And chimps are great pets, I'm sure, to a degree. Right? Yeah. But I know as soon as they turn adults, they lose their ever loving minds and they literally fight and eat each other. And they eat each other's babies. Like- 
They don't this play is the around. This Disney Channel, Jake. You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think we don't Doctor... want to encourage anyone to right. get a pet chimpanzee right. after listening to this episode. <laughs> and when Doctor Prentice the whole time, like, why didn't she just say that? Like, this this monkey's gonna kill y'all. Uh, did she not? No. I thought she did. She just said he's going to be mature not, and need to be a monkey. It's not necessarily true. It might not kill you. It's not going to go well. I don't think it would have gone well. Well, the very last line is basically, Jenny <laughs> ta- taught them to see the world not only through our eyes, like referring to science, but through our hearts. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> If you want me to care about a line less than that line, it might be impossible. I just, that's terrible. Well, if it's like, if this is the theme of the movie, I don't know. You didn't, you didn't make me think people cared more about science than uh, the heart of thing at any point. Well, the dad did, but. The dad cared about his job, it felt like. He yeah, was a workaholic. He cared about science, like I yeah. guess it just felt like he was more of a workaholic, and I felt like that could be applied to anything. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was so into his research that nothing else mattered. Okay. Yeah, See, he was always looking for that break. That wasn't like, necessarily him being oh, a workaholic. True. It was him like this is my life's work. It's all I'm worried about. That's true. So he did say that. You're right. You're right. But yeah, whatever it, it is, stupid. we never find out what he's working on. Well, and nope. yeah, and throughout, it did kind of start to feel like he even cared about Ginny, the chimp, because he talks about, like, like earlier in the movie, like, holding her hand and I like, feeling this connection with her. And, like, it just feels like he starts to care about her more than her own ki- his own kids. How did he get that monkey on the plane back home? I was wondering. Diazepam. Yeah, but he no. Three, <laughs> you're right. He did, mention, he did What's mention that, that. Shannon. No, he, he just said three diazepam, so she probably has a headache. What's diazepam? Well, it, they probably gave it to the chimp to make her more sedated for the plane ride. Well, and she comes out of a duffel bag. That cannot be okay. After being right. sedated. <laughs> she like in the I think overhead compartment? totally snuck her. You can't sneak a chimp onto a plane. This is pre-9-11. This is Wait, pre-9-11. Was it? Yeah. It is. Barely. It but, was. Okay. But look, things July were July 13th. But they weren't monkey lax, were they? <laughs> Would they have gone through like a security and been like, oh, what's that in there? Oh, it's my stuffed animal. <laughs> oh, that's my pet. Because it was sedated, so it wanted to move. True, true. I, I it was feel a like animal. you would need a permit and like permission <laughs> because... You can't just fly into a country with a wild animal. No! That's like a federal crime. <laughs> Maybe he had special permission. I'm somehow. looking this up right he now. He probably yeah. came home on a private airplane through his research. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Can you import a chimp? Under no circumstances, many may non-human primates be imported in the United States as pets. That's from Border Patrol. What year, though? Oh, Since 1975. Okay, okay. See, he broke federal law. He's the one that should be on trial, not yeah. uh, Jenny. It says monkeys and non-human primates, NHPs. <laughs> <laughs> they have an acronym. I love that, non-human primates. Yeah, it's, you can't do it. He broke a federal law. Well, I guess Oof. we're just breaking federal laws all over here. You know, bringing Jenny in, opening mail. Opening mail. 
Well, anything else to add before we uh, go on to some of the things we're tracking? The neighbors were delightful. True. Just one quick thing on that. Okay. The lady is sitting in the yard, an older lady neighbor, painting tulips, and she's like, three tulips, a daisy, and one little chimp. <laughs> I wish you could see Shannon's face right now. <laughs> And then she stops painting, delay, and then she reacts to the fact it was a chimp. But how do you... No, she said the full word, chimpanzee. Who sees a chimpanzee, thinks the word chimpanzee, and says it? Like, you already have realized one's there and reacted before you can think of the word chimpanzee. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Dude, but I loved the reverend and his wife. That was his wife. Yeah, They yeah. kept reappearing in the movie. And, like, he's low-key falling for the chimp. For some reason, there's this subplot of him, like, watching them and then coming over with her with a banana cream pie and then her freaking out and dropping it because the monkey answers the door. Uh, I didn't even think about it being a banana cream pie. It's always banana cream in, in uh, TV. Yeah. Well, but also he's in a monkey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. So I kind of wanted to count disapproving dad, but it was just... It's not really a huge part of the plot, and both of them said no. So I'm not going to count it, even though he does say his grades are too low. But it was based on a book, Jenny. Yeah, I'm sure it had a lot of good Amazon reviews. The book did. Yeah. I'm sure it's a movie. I mean, a book. <laughs> I'm sure it's a book, just like this was a movie. Well, you know, okay. It's just, it's just, it's, it might have watch, been a good book. Don't watch this movie, guys. <laughs> Run away. Give the book a chance, sure, but run away from the Jenny Project. <laughs> run, don't walk. Okay, well, I bet you're wondering, where are these actors now? Oh, 100%. I am going to tell you. <laughs> where is Alex D. Lenz? I've wondered that my whole life. So, Andrew, the main kid, is played by Alex D. Lenz. He has 38 credits. He's most known for Home Alone 3, as you said, One Fine Day, and he's young Tarzan in the Disney animated version of Tarzan. He's also known for Red Dragon. His last credit was for Choose Connor in 2007. Uh, Shannon, this one was for you. He played the voice of Franklin on the wacky adventures of Ronald McDonald, including Birthday World. <laughs> Does that bring you back? Vaguely. I don't tend to remember things, but it's, I do remember watching Ronald McDonald animated things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a birthday world. <laughs> well, he's also Max Keeble in Max Keeble's Big Move. Woohoo! I didn't know that movie, but yeah, it was mentioned. Um, he was a front front man for the band the Fez Armada in high school. He graduated from UC Berkeley in 2011. And he was in an improv group in college, but he got a master's degree in urban and regional planning from the University of California, L.A. And he was a project manager for Watershed Conservation Authority. And since February of 2020, he's been working as a planning assistant for the city of L.A. So kind of got into city planning. Wow. Yeah, they cool. need a lot of help with that, I hear. With the traffic. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I would not want to be there in L.A. doing that. Um, Leah Archibald, the younger sister, who's apparently Sarah's the younger sister. Oh, well, then I'm doing Leah, the mom. Sorry, Leah, the mom. Um, she was played by Sheila Kelly with 52 credits. What? I know. I know. (laughs) I I, I couldn't. Okay, you're gonna love this. You guys are gonna love this. Look, I hope Sheila got her career together and did great. 
She is known most for One Fine Day, Singles, Matchstick Men, and Nurse Betty. Her last appearance was in a short called Hornbees in 2022. She's been on Turner and Hooch in 2021 and The Good Doctor from 2018 to 2021 for 14 episodes. But here's where she's really gone. In 2000, she starred in a film, Dancing at the Blue Iguana, and learned how to strip tease and pole dance. She is a classically trained ballerina, but she combined ballet, um, other forms of exercise, and exotic dancing to make a fitness dance workout for women called The S Factor. She has DVDs out and a book called The S Factor, Strip Workouts for Every Woman. I know. She has a newsletter and hosts retreats, including one that just happened. Um, Actually, it's just ending today. It's from May 18th through the 21st. And this is a quote about it. There's nothing like this experience anywhere else on the planet. And this event will sell out quickly. Um, And then it talks about like the hotel and stuff. Uh, Programming begins in the evening on Thursday, May 18th, followed by three full days of exploration, community, dance, and celebration. In addition, her website says, welcome woman. You're now entering a portal of your most enlivened self. Our mission is to create a space where any woman can safely and confidently unfold the story of her own body. S women are forces of nature who support and celebrate each other. We conquer shame. We reclaim our power. We've created a space that is just for us. Do you feel empowered, Shannon? I feel uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're just not empowered enough, Shannon. Yeah, I better sign up. That's (laughs) right. Yeah. The dad, Hugo Archibald, was played by Lance Guest with 52 credits. He's known for The Patient, The Last Starfighter, Jaws, The Revenge, and Halloween 2. He's most recently in Altered Perceptions in 2023, still acting. He grew up on an Alikabin Acre Prune Ranch in California. Wow. I know. (laughs) Random. (laughs) He did a lot of plays in high school and theater and college. He went to UCLA um, to audition. Sorry, he went to USLA, but he did an audition for a TV show that got him an agent. And he got so many auditions that he quit to pursue acting full time. Um, He started. um, We've talked about him before, by the way, because he was on. Stepsister. Stepsister from Planet Weird. Um, but he starred in Broadway as Johnny Cash in the musical Million Dollar Quartet. Um, and he played, yeah, Johnny Cash. Sarah Archibald was played by Abigail, Abigail Mavity with 41 credits. Zeke and Luther is what she's most known for. Final Fantasy VII, The Onion Movie, and Haunted. Appeared in a lot of like just one-offs on TV shows, including Gilmore Girls. And... The last thing I found on her was she was in Sophia the First in 2015. Frank, played by Joel McKinnon Miller, has 104 credits. He's Scully from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, Big Love, The Staircase, and he's on The Truman Show. He was most recently in Station 19 in 2023. Um, and if you know Brooklyn Nine-Nine, every once in a while Scully sings opera. Well, he started by studying opera and theater at Minnesota um, University of Minnesota Duluth. So he was... Uh, in a classical theater touring company, and he also performed off-Broadway and in regional theater. All right. I feel like maybe he sings on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, like, or at least talks about it, but I'm probably just making that up. No, No, he he definitely sings. Oh, okay, he does. Okay, I thought he did. 
Okay. What are the, the Disney connections, Jake? Well, I just want to mention Gary Nardo, our director, had four directing credits. That's it. Oof. And it, I think this was his only movie. Oof. Maybe he had another one, but it was all like other stuff. All right. So Alex DeLenz, who played our lead, Andrew, he was at, he's Alex, uh, the lead in Full Cart Miracle. He's also Arnold in the last two episodes of Hey Arnold. If you didn't know, they, they changed the voice of Arnold whenever they hit puberty. Oh. Yeah. And two episodes. <laughs> and he was planned to be in a Hey Arnold movie uh, that didn't get made until like 2017. So he was too old by then. Yeah. Uh, Lance Guest, who played Hugo the Dad. He's Cosmo Cola and stepsister from Planet Weird. Bubble Alien. <laughs> Joel McKinnon Miller, who played Frank. He's Bill Guntman, the bad dad in Miracle on Lane 2. Who's like trying to win the uh, soapbox derby. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's Hal in the 13th year. He's the mean fisherman to Jess's dad. Who's like, mermaids? Mermaids aren't real. He's in a surprising number of DCOMs. This is it. This is his last one. Ah, oh, This too is bad. his DCOM swan song. <laughs> we love you. Is <laughs> <laughs> right, that it? Oh, okay. No, 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 no. no. Uh, this one's kind of a, a Disney connection. It's a deep cut, but stay with me. Earl Bowen? Played Reverend Palisar, or I don't know how to say that name. He was the, the pastor, right? Mm-hmm. He is Commander Lyle Tiberius Rourke in Atlantis, The Search for the Journal. You guys remember Atlantis, right? The, yeah. the movie? Yeah. Okay. When that movie came out. <laughs> oh, boy. In Kellogg serials, there was a game for your computer. Oh. Where you played as like uh, Milo's granddad looking for that journal. Oh. And um, anyway... Yeah, he voiced the main guy in those in that game, in that cereal <laughs> box game. So when that came up, I'd like, oh, that game, I forgot. Wow. And he was the original LeChuck in the Curse of Monkey Island game. So nerdy, nerdy thing, but he was fabulous in that role. Yeah, definitely. Fabulous. Uh, Rachel Currents played a student. She's girl on boat in Tiger Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I just had to say it. She's un- uncredited in Tiger Cruise, by the way. Poor girl <laughs> on boat. Uh, Phil Marshall did the music. He's done 15 DCOMs. This is the ninth one. And as always, I give Phil Marshall trivia that I got on IMDb. So who knows if it's true? Phil was classically trained by renowned, <laughs> wow, by the renowned Aaron Copland and Dr. Albert Harris and continues to orchestrate and conduct all of his own works. Phil Marshall does? Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. And then Christopher Morgan produced. He did nine DCOMs from Genius to all the way to Z3. Okay. Yeah, so that's everybody. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention one of my connections. Uh, Frank Welker it said did additional voices. He was also the dog and hounded. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was the chimp in this. He's like, he's literally the original Fred in Scooby-Doo. Oh, nice, nice. And he's still Fred. Well, I am very excited about this critical review. I was laughing out loud you gave me a great preview well there were not a lot of reviews on this movie because it was played so little and it's just not very well known and it's pretty bad so (laughs) um imdb gave it a five out of ten and then again with rotten tomatoes these are not critic these are like audience uh reviews but it actually got a 65 percent which is not a splat but it should have been a splash. Yeah. So I think that's just because not that many people reviewed it. So. Right. Um, here it is. 
Practical Magic in August 12th of 2002. So this is about a month after. Um, said this. Call me sad. I am a 16-year-old who actively spends hours around the TV watching the Disney Channel with my sister. Oh, I've been waiting. For, she read just that part of the review for me earlier. I've been waiting. It's such a good start. I told her to stop and save it. So. A lot of it is entertaining. However, this was most boring piece of junk I have ever seen. I am sorry. I cannot think of anything less entertaining. I will break it down. A boy and a monkey. And how the monkey brings the family closer together. By the end of the movie, I didn't feel, sorry, by the end of the movie, I didn't feel anything. No emotion. The monkey could have been shot 10 times with a tramp gun and brought to the middle of India where they eat monkeys, only to have the little boy run around for another hour trying to collect random body parts from the local merchants. I wouldn't have shed a tear. Actually, I was kind of hoping that would happen. I apologize to the soccer moms out there who are reading this, but it needs to be said. To the Disney executives who come across this, if you are going to do a movie with a bad plot, get some hot women in it. Please. (laughs) (laughs) For the demographic percentage of single 14 through 16-year-old boys who are forced to watch Disney because of their younger siblings, hot women, please. Thank you. Smiley face. Oh, my God, bro. (laughs) Isn't that the worst? (laughs) Wow. Also, the mom was pretty pretty. She's good looking. Come on, bro. Come on, guys. Come on, dude. Sorry to all the soccer moms Yeah, according to Frank the Mailman, she's a pretty good looking. (laughs) Yeah, what do you know, 16-year-old boy? And one last review. We did have one critical review. Most of these come from Common Sense Media because they'll review anything. (laughs) They gave it a two out of five. Tom Cassidy said this. If the intended message of this drama adventure is that having a chimp in the family is a massive headache, then it's heard loud and clear. (laughs) 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 That is the sickest word. I love it. Well, guys, what do we rate this movie? Well, I feel like... In order to rate a movie above a five, I'd have to want to watch it again. (laughs) That's such a good, like, measurement. Yeah. Let me think. I'm going to go with a three because I would definitely watch the monkey mailman part again. Okay. I get that. I was just looking at mine and I gave the 13th year a three and um, Rip Girls a one. And I think this is better than Rip Girls. I was, it was more fun to watch. Like Rip Girls wasn't fun to watch. This one was kind of so bad it was fun, you know? It actually was. And you're right. The mailman part was really funny. He was great. And some of just like you were saying with like, just how they got the monkey to do different things was interesting. So I'm going to give it a two because it's definitely, I'll give it a 2.5 because it's definitely better than Rip Girls by quite a bit, but I still think I liked 13th Year better, although they're almost equal. So I might, I might change it later, but 2.5. 3.5 for me for okay. literally all the reasons both of you mentioned. I don't think I have anything mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Okay. My Lita didn't like it. Oh, poor baby. Baby hated it. <laughs> All right, our next decom is Jumping Ship. What is Jumping Ship about? Well, I think we should let Shannon also guess what Jumping Ship is about because you've never seen it. Okay, everybody think of their guess now okay, okay, before okay. the other one says a thing so you don't influence each other. Okay. Well, clearly, 
someone jumps off a ship and becomes a mermaid. Oh! We've already had a mermaid movie. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> they can still become a mermaid. You're right. And there's probably drama with a disapproving parent. They're and that's what is. causes them to jump off the ship. Well, I thought that it was they jump off the ship and they swim to a deserted island and they have to learn to live on this deserted island. And then finally, at the end, they get rescued. That's one of the closest you've ever been. You, you say that multiple times. To mm-mm, me. Mm-mm, yes, you have. I, mean, I have. I have. But <laughs> I, I know how close you are. And this is this is very, very close. Yes. Without. Yes. You, you missed a key point, but whatever. Like, it's all there. Oh. However, however, I want you to guess a second thing. Okay. This is a sequel to a D, another decom. I think I. It's one of the Andy Lawrence brothers. Okay, you uh, knew. One of all the right. Lawrence brothers. Sorry. Which one? Horse Sense. You knew. <laughs> it Wait, is that a was a complete guess. Yeah. Well, Wait, it's seriously a sequel to that? It's a sequel to Horse Sense. I'm not kidding. It doesn't make any sense. Y- yeah. <laughs> so cousins, they're back. On a ship. Well, I hope it's better than Horse Sense because I didn't love Horse Sense. So do we'll you, have to find out. Do you want my answer to that question? I know the answer right now. If it's better or worse? Yeah. Tell me. Way worse. And I love horse sense. I bet you'll like this one better. I kind of have a feeling better. You, maybe you won't be romantically frustrated. True. <laughs> I'm just going to bite my tongue, you know. All right. Well, we'll be back next time with Jumping Ship. Bye-bye. And thank you, Shannon, for being on our podcast. And Baby Alita. Yay. Yay. Thanks for listening to DCOM Deep Dive. Make sure you follow us on social media where Krista has photoshopped our faces onto every single DCOM. And watch these movies where they're legally available. I'm talking Disney Plus. I'm talking random on YouTube or Amazon. That helps uh, the podcast out. It helps Disney out. All right. Thanks for listening.